Welcome to another episode of the Awareness Advantage Podcast, where leaders who are good at getting stuff done become great leaders to influence and inspire people. I'm your U.S. co-host and best-selling author, Kevin McCarthy, joined by my good friend, Canadian business partner, and best-selling author, Licky Labji. If you have not yet done so, click subscribe so you never miss an episode. And now, the Awareness Advantage Podcast. Is there such thing as good gossip? Or is it an oxymoron? Personally, I don't think there's anything good about gossip. It's always hearsay. It's always people's impression of somebody else. I shouldn't say always, you know, but generally, it's just their perception of a situation. And it's often not positive. You know, it's it tends to be a grape session. So for me, gossip is just something that I don't engage with. And when it starts, if I can't walk away, I change the topic. So yeah, it's it's just, I find it to be very negative for me. You know, it, it's always been my experience with it. Good input, good input. Well, what other uh, perspectives do we have on gossip? Well, I thought you brought up positive gossip. The problem with positive gossip is it's not life-giving to the person that you're speaking of. So I, I, have, I hear people all the time, you know, I'll say, you know, great at this or great at that, or you're a great person. They say, well, I wish they would tell me that. I don't think even positive gossip is healthy in that sense. Good. Thanks, Mark. Is that gossip? If you say, and by the way, my parents were really great about that. They would always talk to other people, how great their kids were, but never say to the kids, hey, I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, but if you say that, is that gossip? If I say to Kevin how great Mark is, is am I gossiping about you? Because I think gossip always carries a negative connotation. That's a great question. In my thought, gossip is when you're sharing information about somebody else. You know, so if I'm telling Licky something about Kevin, that's gossip because I'm I'm speaking and maybe it's not my story to tell or whatever. So I, I suppose there there's that's a good distinction, Vera, that if I'm just saying, hey, you gotta meet Kevin, he's a great guy, that's probably not gossip because I'm not revealing anything about Kevin. But if I reveal something about him, then I think is where it turns to gossip, whether positive or negative. Good perspective. So so what is the difference? That's uh, so there, there's the definition. We got to get back to the good gossip versus the negative gossip, but that's a, that's a great question. What's the difference between gossip and venting? I think venting is more, it's like the whole thing, how you feel about a situation. It can include people. Gossiping is really, I really like what Mark said. It's that revealing part that could be positive or negative. Yeah. I think also it's how venting directly affects you is is about how it affects that person affected you it's not talking about venting isn't talking about how that person affected someone else when you don't have the direct knowledge you know in some cases it's called triangulation when venting is meant to hurt someone else or to demean someone else that's not venting that's gossip if it's how it affected you and how you're feeling also i would say it depends on where you're venting and how many people you've had too. Mm. That's also important. So but let me ask a question, Mark. So venting, I know that I've vented to, to people where the, you can't help but to bring up what happened. 
and it yep. can sound come across as disparaging to the others. Yep. In fact, I vented last night. I was playing pool. I play in an amateur pool league, and I'm one of the top players in the league. And I was playing, so I'm rated as a seven. Here's an here's the example. I'm rated I'm rated as seven. That's the highest rating you have. Skill handicap. I was playing a three. Threes are like almost entry level players. This guy was a three, and he's beaten me twice now in this league. This doesn't happen. I've never been beat by a three, and I've seen the way he cheats. I, I've I've got his number. He's he's what they call a sandbagger, and I'm griping and I'm complaining and I'm venting and I'm saying and I just disparaged him to all of you. Of course, I didn't give him give names, and you wouldn't know him anyway. Right, but that's so I'm venting, but at the same time I'm disparaging. So how do how do we distinguish between healthy venting and disparaging at the same time, which is gossip? It's where you vent. Okay. And in what context? This was a direct. You played him. He cheated to beat you. You caught it. That's that's a direct effect to you. But it is important to realize if you're venting, you still don't want to disparage somebody. I guess it's what, what is your goal or motive in, in, in venting? Is it because you're angry and just like spewing out everywhere? Then that's not venting. Actually, ventilation and anger doesn't work. It actually winds you up more, makes you even more angry. And then you'll find you'll be venting to multiple people. That's actually just disparaging someone. Which is exactly why I did this this morning. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I literally texted this vent because I was at the pool hall. And then the, the next text was, okay, I'm done ranting, right? With a little smiley face. But, you know, again, I guess my question is that is if this person, my girlfriend, who I happen to vent to, knew this person, then I could be casting a negative impression about this person. And then it becomes gossip, right? Yeah, and I suppose you wouldn't have to, even if she did know who it was, you wouldn't necessarily have to say a name or whatever to say this happened to me today and it frustrated me. That mm. would be venting, I think. Mm. So, it's a fine line. Right? A great question, Fatima. So back to this idea of, is there such thing as good gossip? Um, if you're going to be venting about somebody or talking about somebody in a good way behind their back, why would you not spring into the conversation? I kind of agree with Mark on that. Why would you not just tell them directly to their faces? Fair enough. I also agree, Mark and Chelsea. And and then that being that neutral party or just being the person that that is receiving that gossip and not not saying or being present in the conversation as to, you know, is this gossip, is this factual, is this whatever, and just being a silent player in the game, you are just as active in the gossip chain as as not. Even if you remain neutral and say absolutely nothing and you chose not to go forward or do anything further with the information you acquired inherently or not, you're an active player in the gossip chain. Yeah. I also think with the positive gossip, it's like, it's, it, it's not your story to tell. So if you are revealing information, like somebody did a active altruism or won an award, it's not your story to tell, that's their story to tell. So I still think it's inappropriate to do it, even if you're saying, hey, way to go. Did you hear so-and-so won this or they did that? I think it's their story to tell. Maybe want people to know that they were altruistic. Maybe they did it out of the goodness of their heart and they didn't want the recognition rate. So I think we have to be really super careful. Also, 
I think that it's very easy to slip. You could, you know, justify by saying, well, it was positive. But I think, I think if we have a tendency to feel like we got to share with other people or what I call oversharing, um, then I think that there's something inside us that we need to look to. Why are we doing that? Sometimes that positive gossip, because I want somebody to say, Hey, look at me giving Kevin credit, you know? So yeah, I think we, it's worth a check down in our hearts to find out what is our motivation for, for sharing other people's information. Interesting. So even if it's positive gossip, what's the underlying motive that might not be so positive? Yeah. Like I think of the workplace, you know, if I'm trying to impress the boss, you know, I could be all complimentary about another coworker because I know that they like them. You know, you just got to check your motives and always checking. I'm always checking my heart down. Is, am I, am I saying this, doing this for the, the good of me or the good of others or yeah. Mm, good points. So there's a tool in uh, psychology, positive psychology that, uh, it's called positive gas, interestingly enough. And it goes and talks about sort of the evolutionary process of social gatherings and what have you. And, uh, yeah, it talks about, of course, the negative gossip, which we can all identify negative gossip pretty easily. So the easy part of this is when, when somebody's gossiping, does that build your trust? Let's just refer to negative gossip. Does that build your trust in that person or? diminish the trust in that person. Absolutely diminish. I mean, if I know they're talking about one person, they're talking about more than one person at any given time, given the opportunity they have. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If they talk to you about somebody, they'll be talking to somebody about you. Right. Right. And my favorite game in that is, is, is my, my, you know, rooted in finding out more and acquiring the information in the story, because if it is about me and I know it's out there and I, I've, I've been through it on more than one occasion and I've got years of life to live to experience it again, I do like to find out what did they say about me? What did they intend? Where did they, how did the story go from one thing and morph into another? Because I don't want to fix the situation. I want to correct the information or completely accept it. Yeah. you damn right. I did that. Was it a bad judgment call? Absolutely. Good, right. I was always told that you should worry if people don't talk about you. Good or bad. <laughs> that almost that way like you know you have an effect on them one way or another. I like so kind of like there's no such thing as bad press. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think of that statement on positive gossip? If you are in leadership at any level, from frontline manager to chief executive, Licky and I would like to invite you to join the conversations in our live virtual studio audience every Thursday or any Thursday that you are available from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time. For more information, please visit us at blindspots.vip forward slash audience. That's blindspots.vip forward slash audience. Now, back to the program. I'm not sure I fully agree. Mm. Um, I think the, the praising others like the absent third party, uh, is fine. Like I, I think it's great when we praise somebody because that's our opinion or our experience with that person. Again, it's not third. As soon as you include a third party or third party information, that's where I, so the sharing positive information with good intentions, like in my example, what if, what if they didn't want that information out there? 
it can still be damaging even when you have a good intention. For me, trust is built because somebody kept my confidence, not because they told somebody about it. Let me push back on that, Mark, and just your last statement, because they kept your confidence. What if, uh, what if you do something that's publicly demonstrated as a positive endeavor and somebody's talking about that, right? As opposed to you sharing confidence, yeah. something I, positive. I accept that. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. If you uh, share something in confidence with somebody, it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. If there's a picture of me handing a check to United Way, I shouldn't get upset if people talk about it, right? <laughs> right. But if you do it in secret, you don't want them talking about it, right? Exactly. But if you did that in confidence, if you wrote that million dollar check in confidence and then they call you out, if you built the boundary of this was done in confidence and then they, it still comes out, then your trust is still broken, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, if it's done in confidence, for sure. I have a hard time with even the term positive gossip, but I can see some of that description, but I think the line can be blurred very easily. And I think it would only take a word or a sentence to go from so-called positive gossip to gossip. I agree as well. The only place I could see this fitting into, say, social norms or social construct is if you're part of a performance improvement or a performance evaluation and you're, and, and I'm not trying to bring this to the workplace, but I've had to be in on these. What is your experience? What do you think? How do you feel? And will this person, you know, be accepting or, or do you think this is the right fit for say promotion or increase or whatever it might be? And that's not including the third person because I'm in on a conversation that may or may not decide the individual's fate based upon my specific experience to which I don't use. It's not positive, neutral or negative gossip. It is truly, you know, stick to facts and figures. We worked on a project together. This person did this, this, and this, and the facts and figures. I think that they, you know, in my opinion, they're a suitable candidate for promotion or you know, whatever it is that, that, you know, I'm having that conversation about if it's about one of my team members and I don't get the final say as to where they may or go or not do, but I don't see that as a positive gossip at all. And I would have probably never considered that prior to now. And that was more sharing it's positive information. This individual is doing a great job and, and they're in, in a pool for, for potential promotion or, or financial enhancements of, of sorts I'm relaying information within the organization that totally substantiates why that person should be offered the opportunities. Good distinction, Randall. That, you bring up an interesting point, Randall, and I agree with you on that, is that is leadership, if leadership is talking about somebody within the ranks, is that gossip or is that straightening out a problem? I think that distinction is important too. I like this statement, uh, positive gossip is about sharing the accomplishments of others and celebrating their contributions with no malicious intent. Right? So it's talking about an employee as a leader to determine their fate in the organization, have any bearing on this conversation of gossip? Maybe not. Maybe it's just neutral, if anything, maybe it's just literally just a necessary, uh, function of any organization, whether it's profit, nonprofit, right? volunteer. We have to talk about performance and we're not doing it maliciously. We're doing it to make it the judgment call as to, you know, what's next. Agreed. And I think it, in the presentation of your own 
answer to the question, right? If somebody's asking you, it's all in how, even if your intent is not malicious, it is all in choice set of words and, and just reviewing and thinking before you speak to, so that, that you don't have that, right? I mean, if it is about an individual in your organization that you disagree with, with where, you know, leadership may want to, to transfer, promote, you know, financial, whatever it might be, the opportunity to like, hmm, I don't believe we share the same opinions and you can end it there, right? I'm no longer, I'm not being malicious. I just making it clear. I don't agree with the decision or with the thought process you have, but it's not the gossip aspect. It's, it's sitting into that neutral space of, I'm not sure I totally agree with you, but I'm not saying anything further because that will then become the negative gossip column, right? Or can turn into the negative gossip column. Uh, how about two employees in the same company? talking about the asinine decision that one of the leaders made. That doesn't happen. Never happens, right? Everybody's just, oh yeah, that sounds good. You weren't talking about me now, were you, Kevin, while I was gone? Oh, of course we were. In fact, I should delete the recording before you get a chance to listen to it. <laughs> it's a gossip if there's no witnesses. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> If it's and, gossip without witnesses, did you even speak gossip or did you contain it and keep it in your mind? And then you start to assess your own, check your own BS. Oh man, we're getting way too deep. That's like, did the tree fall in the forest? Did it make sound or because nobody was around to hear it? <laughs> Sorry, Kevin, I, I know I've been out of this for a bit, but have you guys talked a little bit about the workplace and what happens there when people are gossiping and how do leaders stand for that? Have we gone there yet? We have, uh, we were just getting in that direction, we've talked a little bit back and forth about workplace, but that was kind of the question is when two people talk about what their boss has, did, you know, did or didn't do, but they, uh, they talk about it in a, a sort of a negative fashion. What does that do in the workplace? You know, is, first of all, is that gossip? Maybe a rhetorical statement there. Uh, you know, is it, uh, if it's gossip, what does that do for the organization? By description, that's not gossip. What's that? To, to say, uh, what are they, like two water cooler talk about, uh, why did they make that decision? It's hurting us. It's, you know, it's bad decision because you're not revealing anything about that person personally or creating a false narrative. You're just saying, is it healthy though? Probably not. It can spread like cancer through an organization. I think you're affected by it. You should go to the person that made the decision and ask for clarity or whatever, but I'm just saying. I just think it's a good distinction is not gossip. If you're complaining, if, if it's a directly affected you and you're telling someone else how it's affecting you. Well, let me push back and just challenge and ask some questions to, to flesh that out there. Mark is, uh, is the idea that gossip requires uh, a revealing of something not known. Is that gossip or does it have to be that defined? That's a good question. We, what do y'all think? Is it, it is. Does gossip by definition have to be something revealed that's not known or can it be broader that would be anything disparaging said about somebody outside of their presence? Can it be both? I may not know that you won a million dollars on the Powerball last week and I, you know, the individual could be sharing that element with me and then moving it forward into, into more of a gossip chain the whole premise of the beginning of this story, I had no clue, right? But I don't know you as a person. So, Hey, you know, there's that, but if the individual and I know somebody 
and I, they've revealed something that I don't know about you because I don't pay attention to the news or I'm not in your social circle or whatever else, there's a reveal of something I didn't know, right? But I may know. And I may have been part of the, you know, the initial process or, or heard about it, read about it, saw it in public space. So my question is, can it be both? What do y'all think? So if two people are back to the workplace and back to the more negative gossip, not positive gossip. If two people are talking about a third party in the workplace, the boss, another colleague, and they're saying anything disparaging, negative, anything that's going to cast a negative opinion about that third party that's absent, is that gossip? I think we come back to intentions. I think it is. That's a good point, Kevin. If you're saying something disparaging about somebody to a third party, by definition, I think that's it's destructive, that's for sure. I always hear conversations a lot when I'm in organizations, especially over the phone or water cooler where people keep on talking about, this is what's going on. I can't believe this is happening. It happened in our IT world. I get it. But how does one put a stop to that? And what's the policies that you can put in place in the workplace to stop it? Because the majority of the times when that's happening, the leadership doesn't even know it's happening. And they're actually talking about leadership that things aren't working. And that communication doesn't get back to leadership team. But as, as a leadership, I and mean, this is something that Kevin and I have been talking about, does leadership take a stand on and saying, we don't stand for gossip, but our door is always open. If you have an issue, come and talk to us about it, no matter what it is. The, that trust has to be built in to allow that space. Not even after the fact, even during when the issue is coming up, you should be able to stop and say, Actually, Kevin, I don't agree with that right now. Right now, and as opposed to talking about it later on. And that's that shift of conversations and trust so that the gossip doesn't happen. And Mark, I'll, I'll ask you a question in relationships. Wouldn't that be great if that happened in relationships as well? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's uh, actually, I just had clients yesterday. That was exactly there. They didn't communicate. They let it go. And then they just, forget the issue and then it comes up again. And so absolutely that is the best policy. The other thing I was going to say about leadership is they need to model it. So if somebody, if they're, somebody's coming to complain about someone else, they should, Hey, let's call that person in the, in the room and let's solve this right now. Let's get this done. Instead of entertaining that gossip and then going to the other person and asking them about their opinion of it. And then pretty soon you got swirl happening. And did you think said that, Mark? Uh, when I had the IT company, I actually did that and started it happening. You know, would, I'd be sitting there talking to somebody about an issue about John, for example. I say, great. Hey, let's bring John in and let's talk to John about it as well. And all of a sudden that started stopping because nobody wanted to talk about John behind his back anymore. And that's important. That is really important is that if leadership could model that we won't stand for it, then it could shift. Or, it could actually backfire and it'll be more talk, more gossip around after the fact. Look what leadership did. We can't even talk about things. Great. That's if your culture is no gossip, you don't belong in that situation anymore. Let me take us into a, a deeper level of this conversation and summarize where, we, where we're at. So let's just assume for a second that we all agree. Uh, I think we do, but let's just assume that the two people standing around the water cooler, metaphorically, 
and talking negatively about another employee or the boss doesn't matter when you're gossiping and the, the boss, the leadership we've decided needs to protect that, right? Needs to step in. They need to model what, you know, what the good behavior is and not put up with the bad behavior like gossip. What stops leadership from doing that? Why is it that leaders allow that gossip to exist? If you are in leadership at any level, from frontline manager to chief executive, Licky and I would like to invite you to join the conversations in our live virtual studio audience every Thursday or any Thursday that you are available from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time. For more information, please visit us at blindspots.vip forward slash audience. That's blindspots.vip forward slash audience. Now, back to the program. My past experiences because the leaders have been involved in gossip themselves. That's <laughs> okay, because they're involved in it themselves. So it's kind of like calling the kettle black, right? Or sometimes it's that they're so focused on other things that they don't realize it's going on or don't hear it. They, you know, don't put themselves out there within the employees enough to be aware. So yeah, Shelly, like focused on process over people. It's good. Or Chelsea, uh, just simply participating themselves and therefore you may be unaware because they don't see it. They think it's normal behavior. Or maybe they're afraid to call it out because they know they're guilty. Or just fear of conflict or in, like because of insecurity. Mm -hmm. Insecurities, fear of conflict. I think some of it also stems from we're always told, instructed, you think through your educational years into your, into your professional years, you have a problem with somebody, you talk to them about it first, then you go to the next person. And if they can't help you sort out that problem, then you go to the next person and you can't help you sort out that problem. And now all of a sudden we've got four players in a game of the back and forth because we can't figure out what the problem is. And so I think that element has like, it shifts into our professional world. I mean, I can remember these days, you know, as, as a kid in school, right? And so these thoughts and policies of, of social norms, because this is what we did and this is how we used to do it, sit in and, and the box and the fear and the insecurities of what's outside of the box. How can we do this different? plays a role in it too. Um, Mark said earlier of the modeling of behavior, which totally echoes the, are you participating or have you participated in gossiping throughout your term with, with that organization, even in a leadership role. But I think another element to it, and this has been sitting with me for a while, sorry guys, is that if leadership says the door is always open, but the door isn't always open, or they don't know what to do when the door is open or how to manage what's coming through the always open door. That in itself creates that animosity and, and staff tend to team up with, well, I went about a problem, but my problem's not solved or leadership wasn't listening or didn't listen. And I mean, they could be gossiping with the very person that they have the problem with because now they have a shared enemy because everybody's experiencing something similar and your work culture is, you know, crumbling in that moment. Good point. And on that common enemy thing, uh, I, I've always said that everybody has their confidant. So I might consider Mark, my confidant. Mark might consider Randall, his confidant. Randall might consider 
Cindy is complex, right? So it's this daisy chain of, well, I've got my one person I can talk freely to. And that gossip chain just keeps on going down, going down the pipe. I think this also comes back to something I remember Mark saying probably a couple of weeks ago was, are you asking for a solution, seeking advice, or just want me to listen and being able to determine where the conversation or what the information you're receiving and what you're supposed to do with it. And then being able to say, this is not a conversation for me and being able to, you know, being able to, to express that to, to the individual that you're not who, you know, this person should be talking to about this, or you don't want to be involved in this because of its negative impact to that person or how it might sit even with you. It's good. Now, after this conversation, somebody comes and talk, starts talking to you about somebody else. What are you going to do? Either shift the conversation or, you know, make the comment that I'm not comfortable with this. What else? What other words can we use? What what can we say or do to, to be part of the solution by, you know, stopping gossip in its tracks? Lots of ways to do things right. Yeah, it's so true, Kelly. You stop them in their tracks, they won't bother you with gossip in the future. Yep. And if you think about that daisy chain, isn't that exactly what we want? If a gossip has nowhere to go to gossip, will they leave or will they learn, I just can't gossip? Yeah, but I've also been accused of not caring because I didn't listen. <laughs> when gossiped about me. <laughs> Everybody says he's so caring. He wasn't caring with me. It's like, well, yeah, because you were gossiping about somebody else. It's like, nice. I cared about you enough to tell you you shouldn't gossip. <laughs> somebody said earlier, I think one of the, one of the, uh, fundamental principles is when somebody has a problem with somebody else, just direct them right back to that person. So listen. I really don't want to hear this or get involved in this because I don't want to be, I don't want to hear anything disparaging for sure. And I think it sounds like you have conflict and then you should probably go right to that person. So what happens if that person says, well, I tried and they're not listening or I tried and we still have conflict. I think you need to offer right from the get-go. I hear what you're saying. I don't appreciate it being said to me. It needs to be, this conversation needs to happen with this person. Is there a chance that I could support the conversation or is there somebody that could support the conversation? Right? Cause I said, we started off with this social construct, talk to the person first. If they can't help you go to the next person who can help you. Well, I mean, right. You have four players in a game. If, if it's coming to you, I think you need to just right away. Can I support you in a conversation with this person? Cause now they're going to know, right? We're back to that open door. We're going to bring this other person in because this right from a leadership perspective, you don't want to create that. He said, she said, he said, she said, and document the hell out of that report. Cause that's not fun. I think if you move right away to this conversation can happen in person, I can support you. If you want my support to have this conversation or we can, you know, HR teams or whatever, just, you know, adding the option of a neutral so that things can be said, but not maybe escalate, right? Let's speak our minds, but let's not blow this up for four months. And then, you know, we have a whole host of other problems that are, you know, going to fester with it. Yeah, no, well said Randall and the uh, social construct you talk about just, which is really just a, a, a guide for, I want to gossip. What you just said is spot on, right? It's if you can't get something resolved with that particular person, then the next step is to bring in a neutral third party, somebody that both 
people respect that you would, it's more like an arbitrator. Somebody, uh, you know, and so you, the way I like the way it's spin you put on that is like, you can offer to be that arbitrator, but you have to kind of know that both people have the same respect for you, right? Uh, that the other person is not going to see you as siding with this person and, uh, and then ganged up on, right? So if both parties would say, you know, yes, let's have Randall discuss this, you know, or help us facilitate this, this conflict, then it's a win. Um, and if that doesn't work, then what? If that neutral third party and there's still conflict, then, then what do you do? Parting ways. Well, what if you can't? What if you're in the workplace? But you can, right? You always hold your own fork and spoon, right? Nobody else is feeding you, but you, you find another job, you find another position. You, you can assess leadership in the organization and go through the motions of, is this me? Am I having the problem? Do I need to seek external or additional support in my own life and in my own world and where this is coming up? Or you are completely blind to the fact that you have other things going on and you move from job to job to job to job until you somewhere along the way realize you were kind of the whole host of the problem from the get-go and you've grown up and learned from it. But I think there's some in that as well, right? You always have the choice. You always have the control. And even if you, you know, you can see from an external looking at other different other problems or situations that are happening in that same workplace, whether it's between colleagues or leadership or, or absolutely everybody, it may not be your environment. I mean... Yeah, we, we all show up for work every day because we need to do something. And that something is ensuring that we have a bank account to continue doing the things that we enjoy doing. But when you break it all down at the end of the day, the choice is always yours. Great point, Randall. But what came up for me is that that person needs to be very self-aware, very self-aware. And as we know, what is it that Kevin Gallup poll says 95% of people think they're self-aware only 15% actually are? Well, it's not Gallup, but yeah, it's uh, it pretty much 10 to 50% of us are really aware. And yeah. I wonder if we can talk a couple of minutes before we run out of time, just about how does one heal from gossip a little bit when, if you've been, I can't imagine a room with this many people have not been negatively impacted by gossip. And I wonder how, how do we get past, because it can be very damaging to our, to one's perception to one's heart, you know, to self-esteem. And I'm wondering, is there anything Licky and Kevin, do you have any thoughts on like, what, what are some practical ways to just heal from gossip? That's a great question, Mark. Um, before we get to that question and process it, which I think it's uh, awesome. Let's put a kind of a cap on the conversation so far in, uh, with two things that are, are on my thought, you know, in my thought process. One is uh, this process of what do you do to stop gossip? So we go to, a, you, know, you know, tell the person, go directly to the person. If that doesn't work, bring in a neutral third party. And if that doesn't work, they have to escalate in the workplace at least. Um, and sometimes that bring that means bringing in HR, bringing in a cons you know, consultant, bringing in two or three, you know, leaders together to kind of facilitate a conversation. But that leads to the next step or the next point. I want to make sure we leave here with is we're all leaders in some fashion or other is as leaders, it's our responsibility. If you want to have a healthy, high trust, high functioning culture, it is our responsibility to model that as somebody brought up earlier and, and to protect it at all costs. 
and the, one of the things that gets in the way is fear, fear of rejection, fear of creating more problems or being seen as, or whatever. Um, but even from a business standpoint, fear of losing that person, because we desperately need staff, we need production, uh, sales departments, marketing, you know, it's like fear of losing their production. I will put up with the gossip because they're producers, right? It's like, no, if, if I want a high trust, high functioning culture, I cannot let all of those other factors weigh in. I have to protect the culture. And when we have a high trust, high functioning culture, all those other factors work themselves out anyway. In fact, you're probably at better performance, better production, better outcomes all in the long run, because you've got a really high, highly engaged team at that point. Right. So kind of wanted to get on my little soapbox, put a little cap on that and challenge everybody. If you're in leadership of any sort, you manage and lead a team of any number protect the culture of your team, right? But it's a great question, Mark. When you are the victim of gossip, I can use that strong of a term, because it really is being victimized because now you have this thought in your head, you've been dumped on and you have a negative impression, whether you buy into it or not, you have to deal with that. How do you heal from that? How do you, how do you resolve that so that that gossip doesn't poison your own thought process, right? Well, depending on the you know, the level of how it's affected you. I mean, therapy is always a good option. I think all of us can benefit from therapy at times. Everything. Good share. If you bring uh, Kevin, I wonder if we, we've all experienced that, right? We've all been talked about somewhere, somehow. It's come back to us one way or another. I shouldn't say absolutely. That's not, it's not true. So if it has come back to you, um, and you do realize it, if you bring the emotions wheel back into that conversation and say, what was I actually feeling and how can I react to it? Personally, when it's happened to me and it's, it's going on right now, the, the gossiping, I just address it. I said, you've got something to say, let's talk about it. There's two sides of the story. I want to, I want to talk to you about, about my side. If you're willing to talk about it, but if you've got your own story and narrative, great, stick with that. Yeah, I was on the driving range last week at the golf course and the guy next to me started saying some things to me and I was talking back to him and he wasn't responding and I saw his little white earbuds. I'm like, why are you talking to me if you can't even hear me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe he assumed I was just a gossip. Oh, let me dump on this guy and I don't want to hear anything he's got to say. But Mark, that's a really good question and, you know, um, I'd like... Uh, anybody to think about that and maybe bring it in next week and how do you have it how have you managed it yeah i think it's worth the conversation because i i think that if we're going to get out of the tornado of gossip we need to heal from it if it's affected us quite often we'll carry it forward right we take our pain and we carry it forward and so i think it's important to look at that there's some obviously some practical things like forgiveness and and actually some of the same answers of how to stop gossip is to heal from it. So stop participating in it. Go to the person that has gossiped about you and tell them it was, you're not okay with it, you know, and, uh, and then remove yourself from the gossip circles. If you need to put a boundary up, I think boundaries can protect your heart. And so put a boundary up to protect yourself from that gossip circle, especially if it's family, uh, like Fatima was saying, and, and you know, is like, we, we need to sometimes put boundaries up and say, we're not going to participate in this and we don't want to be affected by it. 
and I don't want to hear it. I tell people, I've had to tell people, listen, I don't want to hear what people are saying. It, it doesn't affect me. Even when they're talking about me, it, they, they don't know my heart. They haven't come and talked to me about this. So I would encourage you to tell them to come talk to me. <laughs> and I'm happy to talk to them about it. I have an open door policy, but I'm not going to listen to you tell me what they're saying because then I'm participating in it. So that's good. Yeah. So in the workplace, as far as healing back on that subject, so staying on the subject is processing when we're victims of the gossip. It's the other side is how do we process when we just hear gossip about others? And how do you keep that from creating a negative you know, slant in your opinion about that person, right? Because whether it's true or not true, if you have a high esteem or high opinion of that person and then somebody starts gossiping and telling you things you really didn't want to know or don't even have a business knowing, or it's just their opinion, right? Yeah, that's good, Kevin, because how many times has somebody's opinion about somebody else been changed? Even looking at the, the, just celebrity, you know, people on social media start yakking about somebody and they don't even, like I asked, somebody said something to me about someone and I just said, Do you, have you met them? Oh, I didn't know you knew them personally. Well, I'm, of course I've never met them. I just see, you know, they're just, I said, well, then you don't know. Mm -hmm. Don't judge their heart without even knowing them and, and talking to them about it. But we, our culture has kind of gotten that way, hasn't it? The, the social media culture, it's easy to say something about somebody you don't even know. So how much easier does it become to say something about somebody you do know? Yeah, good point. It's almost like it creates its own, you know, like fire creates its own wind. It's kind of like it creates energy. So true. So true. I was just going to say one good thing about this uh, conversation is that we all can be instigators of, if nothing else, positive gossip, neutral gossip, but avoiding the negative gossip. And uh, now we have a little bit more of the empowerment to go back into our workplace and make sure that we're not part of anything that's bad for the organization, right? Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Awareness Advantage podcast brought to you weekly by the leadership team at Blind Spots Global, a multinational, multicultural leadership development organization specializing in transforming managers who are good at getting stuff done into great leaders who can influence and inspire others to achieve their best. If you have not yet subscribed, please do so now so you will never miss an episode. If you would like to join our live virtual studio audience and participate in the conversations, visit us at blindspots.vip forward slash audience. That's blindspots.vip forward slash audience. We hope to see you there.